वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट दिस इज एन एल हफ्ता बरखा वर्स इज अर्नब गोस्वामी शी हैज रेज क्वेश्चन ऑन अर्नब गोस्वामी एज अ जर्नलिस्ट अर्नब हैज रेज क्वेश्चन ऑन बरखा एज अ नेशनलिस्ट नॉट दो नॉट डायरेक्टली टॉक अबाउट दैट इराम शर्मिला अनाउंस इज अ ब्रेक ऑफ अ सिक्सटीन ईयर लॉन्ग फास्ट अगेंस्ट आफ्सपा दैट वॉज ह्यूज न्यूज एंड लकली वी हैव किशले हेयर टू टॉक अबाउट दैट देन भाई रॉक्स भाई वॉक्स फ्री अगेन दिस टाइम इन द ब्लैक बक केस मोदी कैन गेट मी किल्ड सर अरविंद केजरीवाल रेड्स ऑन सम आप एम एल एज होम्स बैटल गेट्स ओनली अगलियर द डी एन सी ई मे लीक्स एंड द कन्वेंशन विच वीड लाइक टॉक अबाउट इन फैक्ट लास्ट वीक वी सपोज टू टॉक अबाउट द आर एन सी कन्वेंशन एंड वी डेंट सो वी गोन हैव अ हफ्ता एक्स्ट्रा टूडे वे वील जस्ट टॉक अबाउट द यू एस इलेक्शन बिकॉज यू मिस इट इन द लास्ट टू So uh, that'll be in Hafta Extra today. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta episode seventy-eight. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna Hafta kabi nahi chhodte. Remember when corporations pay, corporations are served, and when the public pays, the public is served. Support independent media. Support News Laundry. If you don't like us, improve your taste, or then support <laughs> someone who you like. There are other independent news outfits out there. So today we have Anand Ranganathan. Hello. We have the Panjana, hello, our managing editor. We have Madhutrehana, editor in chief, hello, holding a pink mic, and we have a very special new guest who has just joined us as an consulting editor, and he's doing a lot of work with us. Kishle Bhattacharjee, hi Kishle, hi hey. everyone. So very warm welcome to Kishle. For those of you, uh, he is the author of a book called Blood on My Hands, which we have featured, I think, about a year ago. Here was it? Yeah, about about almost a year. Yeah. and um that that's a, gr- a book that uh, i'd recommend to all people who follow journalism about how he as a journalist inadvertently carried stories which were just plants but because of the urgency of journalism you can't check that isn't that one element of your book absolutely yeah and that's why it's called blood on my hands because you felt that you were as culpable of spreading that yeah, story yeah i think we are as complicit in 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 the human right abuses uh, that we report because we haven't really gone beyond what was uh, fed to us and in a way that is how what robert fisk in that famous lecture talks about you know the coziness of power and journalism right so that's we that's raw that's really raw yeah it's it's an amazing book in fact no it's upstairs I, i'll give it to you um so i'll just tell you um what we'll talk about uh, to our listeners also this podcast is produced produced by kartik nijhavan thank you kartik and anil kumar also we have a piece of good news i happened to be checking soundcloud yesterday and i checked the top 50 hot and happening podcasts in the news and current affairs category and there is just one indian podcast there are guess which so disappointing yes. so disappointing which one is it it's <laughs> it's hafta yeah so thank you dear listeners thank you so much it isn't savitri bhabhi <laughs> it is all because of you guys i was quite blown away when i saw that so thanks for supporting hafta and do uh, keep your uh, support intact okay let's get straight to a few things we'll discuss that's barkha was zarna biram sharmila salman walks free dnc mein leak irfan khan on times now the europe crisis with with an attack a day happening but before all that i would just like the panel's views on this one issue that really had me thinking um so quickly we'll just finish this one up you know it's the, the this is the front page in the indian express 2 days ago her life at risk supreme court lets rape survivor terminate pregnancy post mandated 20 weeks so i read it and you know i thought i had a position on on abortion and as i read more i really don't 
and especially to ladies here you know cuz cuz it is about right to my body because you know you bear children what got me about this was a that they were allowing termination of the life because there would be something wrong with the fetus and they said it could also jeopardize her life so i understand to save her life but in that judgment and in that article there were a lot of other things that observations or whether that was part of the ruling or not that the court delivered one was in exceptional cases you know it's not just 20 weeks we'll go past 24 weeks we'll go past more in cases where it's rape then we it's an exceptional circumstance we look at it differently but at the same time i thought the right to life was because you don't want to terminate a life that life doesn't know whether it was an outcome of rape or it was an outcome of love how, how do you you know uh, do you get what i'm saying while i understand a woman has a right to her body when is it a person when you take a life one day before delivery i mean one day before you're supposed to deliver four weeks 20 weeks you know it's such a i mean i couldn't resolve this so See, i'd like it's, to know i i'd like to get into this Uh, before science uh, could show uh, the exact formation of a fetus of a baby it was considered that it was just nothing but a blob for 80 for um 6 weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks when science became more developed and evolved and they could show the fetus f- for in the earliest forms in 2 weeks you can see something in 3 weeks you can see something it changes the picture completely because you actually are able to see a child so in that sense uh it i would think it becomes more difficult for any woman to terminate a a pregnancy because she is able to see it see but should she be child. able to if she wants to the thing is i personally think i think it is an extremely personal decision i'm against abortion only because i feel that whether it's from rape or whether as you say the child doesn't know um even it is if it is uh, a baby who has down syndrome i am against abortion in that because there are many down syndrome not religious reasons just no not religious reasons just for the reason of life, life of life and having been a mother and uh, uh been through many experiences as as a woman many women do of my age whether it's um miscarriages or abortions or whatever um it it is an um i think it always has to be the mother's decision for a, supposing the court had said no you can't terminate this baby mm. um baby's life how would this woman have brought up this child right So, so is, I think it's it's, it's, it's a it's but till what, till when till eight months till like when is the cut off point? That's I mean, see after certain uh, after three months, I believe it is not safe at all for to have an abortion because you can you put the woman's life in danger. So the safety the 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 cut off point is really for the woman's health. Okay, but and this thing exceptional circumstances of if it's a rape, I mean, how should how does that matter if the the, the fetus doesn't know whether the outcome of a rape? Yeah, or not? but you see, it also depends on the men, wo- woman's mental makeup. That there are when, many women who have had babies from rape and brought them up with love, and there are many women who have brought them up with another husband who has also loved them, loved that child, even though it's a product of rape. He so or that's not the consideration but, of the court order. Yeah, but the point is that. if a woman is going to 
have the child from a, a, a rapist and brings that child in with hate and surrounds it with hate because it reminds her of the most horrible experience she's had in her life, then I think it's her decision. Dipanjana? So I I want to thank you for uh, starting off with the only topic in our list that I actually can talk about with some authority today because I've been a little bit out of it this week. However, the book that I'm writing is actually about uh, illegal abortions and the oh, really? and a woman's right to her body and the right to decide whether or not she wants a certain child that is uh, Im- that she, uh, the life that she's impregnated with not a child in that sense technically um the the judgment that we heard basically turned around and said uh, rather the judgment that we heard confirmed what we all know that there is an enormous stigma against rape and that carries on through the mother's body what has happened to the mother's body will transfer onto the child and how she will see it that's the assumption that the court is going with right ultimately for me it's all about a woman's right because yes of course it is life and no the child does not know that it is a product of rape or anything else but until that child is out of the womb it is entirely it, it, it is existing and living off a woman's system so it is for her to decide if she is going to become the chimera that she is going to be as a result of being pregnant the female body undergoes complete transformation as a result of a pregnancy it physically at a cellular level changes all right so under the circumstances if if she wants to not have a child whether or not it is alive in in what we're calling uh, you know, a technical sense or a non-technical sense, religious grounds of it has a spirit, irreligious grounds of it has a heartbeat. It is happening, that life it's is completely predicated upon her so systems. So your, your decision comes from the fact that it is a part of her body, it's an extension, exactly. so it's, it's her choice. Her right. If she wishes to... If she wishes to carry that child, if she wishes for her nutrients to be given to this creature to grow, then that's great. Okay. Fair and enough. Madhu, you personally against abortion, but you are a woman has a right to her body. So yes. until it's safe, you think she should have mm-hmm. complete right. Yes. <coughs> Gentlemen, your irrelevant yeah. opinion you can throw in. <laughs> Not that anyone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, totally for abortion at any stage. Uh, I think uh, uh, the the cutoff limit has been universally. It's it changes from time to time. Uh, India is much below the cutoff limit. Uh, America and Canada. In fact, there are some states in America where you cannot have abortion. But talking of Canada, Japan, for example, Singapore. Uh, so it's a medical uh, decision. What should be the cutoff thing? 24 weeks is way beyond the universally agreed upon cutoff thing. But to come back to, I think I, I agree with Madhu. Although I am, uh, you know, just being pro-abortion doesn't mean anti-life. Mm. So, you know, I, I'd like to make a distinction there. Sure. Um, so I am totally for uh, pro-abortion and uh, it is a woman's choice. But Madhu has uh, harped upon a very important thing. A child which is born out of uh, a sexual... Uh, violence. Uh, in, yeah, sexual violence. It can wreak uh, havoc on the mother as well as on the child later on. So these are decisions that are exceedingly personal decisions, and I don't think uh, law, for example, should have anything to do with that. It's it's up to the mother to decide. As Madhu said, there have been cases where the woman has uh, brought up the child 
who was born out of rape, for example. With love. Uh, you know, with love and okay. affection. And I, it's just very impossible for me to say, but I, I would completely leave it on the mother because it's such a tough decision. And of course, just think about the predicament when the child, for example, it's a situation the child finds out that uh, you know he was actually unwanted initially or a product of a rape. It would be a horrible, uh, horrible, uh, you know, thing to know. But see, Anand, and that reflects so much upon our attitude towards rape, right? That it's a scar that's got to scar uh, that that's got to stay with you and not diminish in any way all your Correct. life and carry on to the Correct. next generation as yes. well. Yes. Um, if you don't have these attitudes, then that stigma does not follow. Absolutely right. right? Absolutely. Uh, uh, Genghis Khan's uh, wife was kidnapped and she was raped and she was pregnant. And when he got her back, he said that the stars and the moon are the, uh, are the fathers of this child and I will not judge her. Yeah. But but also but, if but I Geng <laughs> if Genghis Khan could do it, <laughs> but I also think but, uh, you know, sorry. Just, just to complete mm. one last point, uh, we know that uh, you know uh, a fetus. It's a horrible thing for me to say right now, but it is a bundle of cells. Mm. It has you know it is born out of a cell that has divided, and it is a it is a bundle of cells. Not until uh, very late into the development of the fetus, just about when it is about to be born, I think seventh or eighth month, I'm not very sure the exact date. Uh, uh, you know, first of all, the neurons, uh, you know, start to, you know, get in. Uh, connected. Mm -hmm. And secondly, the, the moral, the conscience or whatever is not there. So I, I, I'm not for one who people say that as soon as, uh, you know, you've consummated and you have the cell division happening, mm -hmm. It is, uh, you cannot kill Life it. has begun. Yeah. That, no, the extreme is, Christians who say as soon as you, the, the sperm is out, that no, means they, if you wank, you've just killed like a million people. Uh, Anand, I mean, that's, there's one sorry. thing that I would like to bring in. You don't know. Because I have seen a video, a medical video, in which a doctor is doing a medical procedure on a fetus. And his hand is in there and the fetus reaches out and holds it. Could be impulsive could be impulsive yeah. but there's also a thing of we don't know even our own consciousness there's such a blank such a question mark that we really don't know because Mansu consciousness God and this guy is an atheist so he's going to hell he it's doesn't count Kishle sorry Kishle what I, is your I, I position don't, I don't have any uh, in great informed insights on this but do you have a I was a little uh, surprised at the number of weeks that the uh, court gave because of course like you said it's a medical decision and each country will have its medical and as long as the woman's uh, life is not at, put at risk I think it's entirely the woman's decision whether you know whether she, the child should be aborted or not at any stage at any stage so, what I was mean, alarming about this case actually to me was that the doctors had refused her abortion because of course not because they have any pro-life stance they're just worried about being booked by the MTP Act so it right. had nothing to do with life or not life sure. and whatever. Can I just add just no, one but then last they have sentence? No, they have to, I think as, as medical pr practitioners, they do have to be aware of that because there Absolutely. have been doctors who have been arrested. That, yeah. But I think what, uh, what shocked me when I read the thing was that why did they wait so long? Hmm. Actually, this you know, went to the High Court. I think it's a Gujarat High Court decision. That's what I'm saying. Then you can't wait that Supreme long. Court. 24 yeah. weeks. Yeah. You yeah. should yeah. not have waited that yeah. long. Also, uh, something that you know uh, would be interesting to know is that because any legal uh, verdict becomes a precedent. 
Right. You know, will this be a precedent and will it kind it will of be. impact other... I think it will. I'll, I'll just huh. like to finish up with, you know, I think Madhu touched upon that and I think Abhinandan, you did as well. You, you took the example of a child with a Down syndrome. Hmm. In fact, I've written a piece on this mm-hmm. and I'd recommend, uh, uh, you know, if the piece is, uh, you know, mentioned down, um, uh, you know, below the, the thing, which is that uh, a woman asked Richard Dawkins, I think he tweeted to Richard Dawkins, saying that um, if I know that my uh, yeah, fetus I remember this. You know, has Down syndrome, what should I do? And Richard Dawkins said, abort it. Right. So the whole piece is, I would, I would recommend And he was completely to, lambasted for that. Yes. He got a lot and, of uh, you know, and, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can read that, read that piece that, yeah. that Ranan's referenced. One more thing quickly, we'll just go over it because we have a long list of things to discuss. And we have News Laundry Hafta extra on the US election. Is that this rape case was because he had promised her marriage and then didn't marry her and was treated as rape. Now, this is a problem I have with a lot of rape cases. I think it is ridiculous. I mean, this is like, if you promised to be my friend and you screwed me over, then I sh- can book you for fraud. I mean... That's not rape. If you promised... That's just... That's fraud. It's not rape. Yeah, so that's the what I'm saying. So I can book you for fraud. But the how... If, if, let's say, it doesn't work out. Okay, suppose you get married and you turn to be a shitty husband. You promised me a good life, you're a shitty husband. Then is it rape? I mean... Yeah, really, it's gone a little the, too far. The really, uh, the two like very problematic aspects of this. One is, of course, that uh, rapes that are registered violent rapes, not uh, conceptual rapes like this, um, they don't go as far as the legal uh, process. And there isn't a conclusion that you get to with those. Those get dropped halfway. And there are these absolutely ridiculous ones of, you know, this one promised me marriage and therefore yeah, it, it makes... Yeah, that's rape. I mean, it really. isn't... It, it, or promise me a role, so that's rape. Dude, to you equate a... this with rape is just ridiculous. And I, and I think it's a disservice to it's people who've been It's a disservice to raped, the concept raped, of it. And in a country saying where marriage rape to the does side not of the bargain. I made a bargain. I made a bargain. You're going to give me a role. You're going to get married to me. You're going to... And now no, you're not, so you. then... No, but then you get into a really, really big and uh, sensitive debate because the whole question of marital rape then... That's what okay, I was saying, that you don't have marital rape hmm. as a crime, but promising marriage and not fulfilling that rape. becomes rape. Like, you're belittling the whole power yeah, I violence think that's being okay, talked I mean, about give you, Of course, I agree with you, but let me give you the other perspective, hmm. which is that the kind of societal ple- pressures that hmm. young women have, and I'm talking of, for example, in rural India, hmm. or some, you know, where a guy makes a promise, for example, that I'm going to marry you, and then they consummate, and then the guy, you know, kind of uh, goes back on his promise. Hmm. She doesn't get the woman thinks that's yeah. the end of my world. I understand so, that. You but know, if you think from that perspective, an urban yeah. woman might say, well, you know, to hell with you. But, you know. No, but I don't think these I cases that have been filed are rural the women. Of, sorry? These, I don't think the cases that have been filed for this kind of a, a situation rural. are rural. No, They're not I rural think what he's saying is the premise of the law could be that, but it's misused by urban. But, okay, let's just quickly move on. Sorry, Dipanjana, you had something to say quickly before I move on? Okay, um, I just like one more announcement. Uh, a hafta's, you know, the news laundry hafta was actually a podcast, which is an exercise in transparency, so that the editorial team sits around. We talk about stuff. You can see what our biases are, what our prejudices are, through a freewheeling discussion on news of the week. But a lot of you uh, use these to actually get the news, and you want us to do a deep dive. We get a lot of you should have gone deeper into Kashmir, deeper into that issue. We're going to start a new podcast in probably two or three weeks, we'll keep you posted, where we'll do a deep dive into a subject. So it will be like a 40-minute dive into one subject. In all likelihood, that podcast will be available for subscribers only. 
uh, and why we are doing this is because a lot of subscribers write to us that you know we pay you but we don't get anything that non-subscribers don't so there's no incentive to subscribe so our deep dive podcast will only be for subscribers in all likelihood please write in and tell us if you think it should be otherwise and why you can write into us at contact at newslaundry.com uh, or you can tweet to us at newslaundry or you can comment on our facebook in that the first episode is going to be madhu and anand on religion uh, which promises to be so much fun deepanjana will be doing one on feminism madhu and i will be doing one on kashmir a deep dive the history and we'll be talking to you know journalists who've covered kashmir down the ages so we'd like to get you a really informed view on any one subject so it's a deep dive please write in to us and tell us what you'd like us to do a deep dive into and um, hopefully we shall start rolling out this podcast fairly soon um yeah and i'd just like to quickly refer to this one letter from shogat majumdar only bengalis write to us or what <laughs> no there's a rajiv rao as okay. well so shogat says hello news laundry team i'm starting with the disclosure that i have been a subscriber of nl for more than a year now thank you shogat thank you so much and i since i watched madhu's interview can you take it of karan thapar gradually i got addicted to nl but the biggest attraction has been nl hafta the panel you present on nl hafta is always unique thank you Yes I agree with Abdullah's view most of the issues disclosure I'm soft corner for up and I disagree with Ranga but Ranga sir and his data driven approach amaze me many times Ma- Madhu is a huge fan of you he thinks you are uh, your experience and your news track days bring unparalleled perspective into everything that we discuss and uh, it's a long mail you guys can check it out thank you Sho- oh sorry in the end he says cheers i spell it as shogato please ask the panja to help shogato <laughs> shogato thank shogato. you shogato i i'm well no he's just said really nice things about us uh, i don't pick it these are sent to me by kartik always picks e- emails that praise kartik didn't you send this to me i have i picked any of these no okay thank you or maybe kartik picks the good ones yeah maybe kartik picks the good ones yeah maybe you bribe maybe kartik is just <laughs> looking for who's saying i love abhinandan <laughs> <laughs> you know isse mujhe yaad aaya that uh, i mean for a long time there was a competition between india today and outlook hmm. you know there were the two magazines then open came and other magazines have right. come so india today would always have these letters to the editor hmm. they are very sanitized and always praising or you know non controversial hmm. and i must give you know i'm no fan of the late vinod mehta but i must give him credit that all the i mean the first thing all i would read in outlook yeah. were the letters you know before was, twitter before facebook those were the ones where you could you're blasting vinod mehta i'm a huge blasting. fan of vinod mehta well he yeah. do, he does have one piece of criticism you know since i've been told i only take he says um Uh, please can you restart can you take it uh, madhu is a role model for everyone who wants to conduct an interview only time i felt she or the interview could have been better was with rana ayub due to the interruptions okay madhu see i read out criticism as well interrupting me interrupting by critiquing me not him no no hang on it was aapne manga aapne diya bada pura padho he said interruptions by rana ayub Okay now uh, we just like to move on to the next subject which I thought was a huge piece of news and I didn't think it got enough attention on in television channels or in newspapers or Iran breaking her fast this is historic even international media picked it up and luckily we have Kishle with us who has reported from the northeast for what over a decade 15 years I have uh, I mean these are things that fascinate me my uh, pronunciation is it Iram or Iram because I've Irom. heard both it is Iram yeah okay and it's a surname So uh, Kishore uh, just tell us why is this significant was this expected because I don't know that much but I was blown away when I heard like she's going to conduct elect- I mean she's going to contest elections and she's going to break a fast because 
I didn't ever think she'd do it. How big a deal is this? And why do you think she's done this? Well, I think it's a huge deal in the sense that, firstly, uh, you know, in civil rights movement, the history of civil rights movement, I can't think of anybody who's had a 16 year who's fast. So, you know, this is an epic satyagraha, as I call it, uh, which was not, which did not receive that kind of uh, acknowledgement. And for which reason, perhaps, that she's taken, she was, she's been forced to take this uh, decision. Now, you know, the day uh, Iram started the fast, she was, she came back home, she heard uh, something of this nature happen where 10 bystanders uh, in a bus stand on the outskirts of Imphal in a place called Malom, which did not have a bus stand then, now it has a shed, was standing. Two of the children in those 10 were actually bravery award winners of that year, and they were killed uh, at point blank range. They were not related to Iram. Uh, she did not know them. She came home. Uh, she would, Thursdays is, is a, what the day usually she would anyway fast. And she told her mother that I'll probably uh, not be not come back home or not eat again. Uh, bless me. Her mother didn't, uh, her name is Iram uh, Shakhi Devi. She did not understand the uh, you know, gravity of it. She touched her mom, mother's feet. She went to Malom Bazaar and she sat in the market. Nobody knew her. And in fact, when people figured out that there's a, someone, a, a girl has come from Imphal to sit on fast uh, for us. They were actually a little annoyed and they wanted her to leave that place because they said that the army has already come and harassed us. Now we don't want you to start another fast and you know, increase the harassment. And uh, there was one professor whose house was just across the road. She, he and his wife were the only ones who came and gave her a green shawl, which she still carries. And that was uh, what Iram started in November. I reached, uh, I mean, I used to earlier paratroop and go and report from there. Just incidentally, that was November 2000 where I decided I'll go and actually station myself and report from that region. Uh, it was, you know, every day there was news of massacres, etc. So Iram's news actually did not even get noticed. I, I, do, I, I can, you know, tell, tell you myself that I did not even know for for a long period of time that whether what she was doing, who she was. It was about 2004 that actually that got noticed. Why, and what happened I'm, you know, in the 16 years is that the Armed Forces Special Powers Act, which of course by now we all know it's a controversial act, people use the word draconian act. The act was passed in 1958 for the Naga Hills, which was part of Assam then, and then of course extended to other states of the uh, region, northeastern region, and then to Kashmir, which allow, gives you, you know, ridiculous immunity to armed forces to really shoot, uh, open and not, fire, and not to be do tried. anything, and not be tried, and you know, on suspicion you can shoot and kill, and you can kill someone and get away. So that was the thing. What Iram's, uh, Iram did was uh, significant because she changed the whole discourse and narrative around human right abuse in, across the world and in this country. Quietly, she's a very quiet, soft-spoken person, detained in a jailed ward of a hospital, ironically named after India's first prime minister, Jawaharlal Nehru. Like most things in this yeah, country. Like so most when did they, when, how long did she fast before they force-feeded, started the force-feeding? Oh, she was picked up in, in, in 48 hours. And, you know, I don't think so the kind of force-feeding that happens now started then. Because this is something that a lot of people have asked me, that what is the medical, isn't it a kind of a miracle? Because she'd never touched, a, she's never taken a drop of water in 16 years. Now, I don't know medically whether there are any examples of such, I couldn't find out. 
but uh, also how does her system really work operate does is something that does the glands even work and she as? and she keeps herself clean with oil and salt so she doesn't even brush her teeth because she says i will not touch water wow. so you know that is a kind of determination resolution okay. she does oh, a yoga a medical miracle that not having chewed anything for 16 years her teeth, her teeth are still there yeah and she so she she does yoga like you know before the show started you said that yoga can achieve any, I mean, anything uh, i mean maybe if, you know if, she's just uh, can, narendra modi's candidate for you know um, make in india make in india yoga is, is that right you think is the okay, next no. stand okay, up india yeah, yeah. yeah so what one sec i just had yeah. one quick question would you like to hazard a guess as to the motivation of her doing something that from what i've read and heard about iram i would never think she'd do which is contest election and call off her fast what do you think is a motivation why well you know i think uh, again you know just like we said that we all are complicit in human rights abuse i think we all complicit in what iram has been doing it's like very convenient for all of us that someone uh, as a poster girl is you know carrying on the fast and uh, you know holding on the banner against armed forces special powers act where we all can rest of us can party around hmm. she i think or at least you know the interactions that i've had with her is that by 2010 i think she was tired she you know 10 years is already long enough 10 years i mean hmm. 10 days is long enough i mean 10 years so she had already she was already tired she knew that she was being used she knew that there are a lot of groups and, and she was being used and she is being used she is being used definitely and what upsets me is how Uh, people are upset with her for Giving deciding up? to yeah. and she's made it very clear that she didn't get the kind of support she needed she, nothing was moving forward so i think this is a logical decision in the sense that if i'm not going to get the lifting of this act through fasting i have to th- look at other methods it's a strategy change what is wrong with that they're the, behaving yeah. like yes, but how dare you start eating yeah. i agree with you mother but i don't think it's a logical decision you know what i think it is love <laughs> she I'm not joking also, she yeah. is in love and she wants to have the normal, normal life, life. of Nothing a lover because I don't think there's anything stronger there's no stronger force in the world not justice not it's love and what politics couldn't do what politicians couldn't do love has done and I think that is a beautiful story though there's a conspiracy theory of uh, of the BJP actually trying to uh, rest Manipur in 2017 elections and seems conspiracy theory. I'm, yeah, I'm just I, underlying I, I, it. I'd be surprised if she contests on a BJP ticket. So I mean, that would I be suicide for both. This is a great strategy because for all our single chief ministers and everything, that's what should be. Uh, there should be some kind of strategy on that. Karthik, can we have Honey a little bit of violin playing when we sort of you know <laughs> you know so just as single chief ministers? You guys part. are making. F- you guys are just. You have no faith in love. I th- don't you think love the is the violence should come back now. Abhinandan knows all about love. Uh, okay, fine. I'm a single <laughs> loser, but fuck you guys. I still know. I know about love, all right? I think it is the strongest force in the world. Anand, I... you are looking at me saying it's going to kick Maru ki thappad. I don't like that look. No, but uh, you know, I have I have enormous respect for Iram. Enormous respect. But you see, we live in a society which has which is governed by a constitution. which was largely written and dictated by br ambedkar who gave this fantastic speech called the grammar of anarchy and where uh, or, you know he talked about grammar and he said that in independent india with a constitution with a rule of law there should be no place for dharna for fast yes. 
for you know satyagraha or whatever because we have just so even uh, uh, gandhi ji said the same thing after independence there's no reason to have dharnas and fasts but he immediately went on dharma after ah, immediately after saying that no but it was different yeah you know but uh, so you know the, the logical mind of ambedkar perceived this that when you have so as i wrote in my last piece as well you see you can fight for freedom that you don't have you can fight for laws that are not there how do you fight for something for which you know the constitution has already provided you no, uh, no but in this case no in, i'm not yeah, finished yeah, just one okay. thing now why i respect iram is that this is a it is not quite what i've just said because afspa is a parliamentary decision it's not just an army decision it's the decision that has been made over decades it's by it's not, not at all an army decision it's entirely yeah. parliamentary yeah, it's entirely exactly. parliamentary decision mm. now if you if you say that the parliament has decided in a, a representative democracy that we have that we are not going to have or we are going to have afspa in a region that many people now believe doesn't need afspa kashmir is a little bit separate you know let's not uh, kind of join the two things together so i think there is in this case i would say make an exception that's very brave of her that uh, you know the laws exist and the parliament decided and she disagrees with what the parliament has done across parties across decades and she's you know decided to that look i am going to devote my life so that's why i i respect her in that you know she's not going she's not asking for a change in law she's asking for look at me look at what you're doing and so this is basically but she's so, asking for a change in law she's asking for no, it to be repealed yeah, yeah she wants to ask for it to be repealed she's not going to fight the same thing through democracy Sorry, through election no no it's, it's through election what happens is that what when you what you talked about ambedkar and gandhi ambedkar and gandhi did not ever say or nobody ever in in any anywhere in the world can conceive that you pass a emergency act in 1958 for a period of 6 months to 1 year and then you stretch it for 55 years that is the most ridiculous you know uh, constitutional norm act whatever you call and i don't think so just irom i think everybody should be on the road against it in various forms uh, you know completely because this, this i mean even if you see the if you see the process of how this act was passed nowhere i don't i don't think there there is any 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 precedence of an emergency act being passed without a debate there was a very very short debate that happened where uh, only three or four parliamentarians raised uh, some concern about it saying that you know how can you pass this without a debate and it was passed by a voice vote okay i mean and mm. which is which so, and which, which completely changed the whole when you say that you know this this is draconian i might i might agree with you but can you explain why from nehru to modi uh, doubtless there have been experts who've probably guided them or even their own conscience or whatever why have they continued with this oh, I'll can tell you, you explain that oh absolutely this is very simple yeah. see what happens is that what is the, your idea or nehru's idea of india or our india of india incidentally or just unfortunately all the people around the table you know fit into that idea of the india majoritarian okay, idea yeah majoritarian idea of india now what happens is that uh, you know states in those areas uh, were annexed okay some of them were annexed some of them were there uh, which of course uh, did not fit into the whole idea of india and kashmir as well now what 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 you, what happens when there is unrest in these places you look at those places as your territory so those people out there are not necessarily your concern your concern is that i need to protect that territory now to protect that territory i send an armed forces 
Okay, Nehru. Even though Nehru said that the Nagas are our brothers, and you cannot send in the army, he bombed Usually, them. He bombed them. He bombed Mizoram as well. I mean, the, so Kashmir and the Northeast is basically geographical territory as far as India is concerned, as far as Hindu India is concerned, and all we need is to send our army there. When you need to send your army there, then the army says that we need an enabling act. We cannot work under a civilian act because of certain uh, problems. And this, they didn't ask for this act. You know, this act should have been changed and should have been made into an enabling act so that the army can operate in those disturbed areas. Sorry, did you say Hindu India? Hindu India. What do you mean by that? Hindu is the majority uh, India. That is our concept. Because what is Kashmir? Kashmir is our Muslim India. Northeast is basically a separatist India. Though in Kashmir, we are talking about closet Pakistanis. In, uh, in Northeast, we are talking about closet Chinese or some other people. And the rest of it is, why haven't you been able to send the army to the Maoist area? Since 2006, if that is the gravest internal security threat in India, why is the army not entering there? Because they are our people. Because they, we will not shoot I at think our this people. Is, this is, I think there's a longer discussion. But one thing I think is... I don't think a reason for doing something or not doing something is because it has been done in 40 years. Whether from Nehru or Modi, that's irrelevant. I mean, people far more brilliant than Nehru and Modi, uh, which isn't very hard actually. But way bigger thinkers and intelligent people for centuries thought the earth was flat. Doesn't mean you shouldn't propose it should be round. A lot of people thought that feudalism was the only orderly way of conducting you know, societies. But democracy also came up in different ways like Oliver Cromwell. Just because something hasn't happened or because 20 prime ministers haven't done it doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. You know, the, does, the same the same thing could have been I mean, done it, for it slavery. Does, it does merit a question. See, slavery, there's a complete, if I can pun, excuse, black and white. Hmm. Okay, You do not encourage, you do not have slavery. In this case, you need to have an expert opinion. No, but so I there's a black and white on this. How can you how can no, you no, allow someone to shoot one sec? How can you allow someone to shoot someone and say he just, shouldn't be tried? But just one one last sentence. Why I'm saying why then you would so what happens is that the arm is the civilian government. It's a, it's a, it's all ironic that the country is run by a civilian government. The prime minister of this country and the home minister of this country said that the act must go and should be replaced by a more humane act, and yet we have not been able to change it. Why? Because the army says, sorry, without an AFSPA, we will not even get into there. Then the government says, all right, we need you to be there. We may as well agree to what you're saying. So what I'm saying is that's why you know, my initial thing is that those are geographical territories for you. You are not bothered about the people out there or Societies. what they want or what they do not want. I, I think in all humility, uh, I would like to have an army person's, maybe as you said, we like to go deeper into this. Next time, have an army person's opinion into, you know, why would army not like to go into areas without the AFSPA? Hmm. We, should, we should have that opinion. I mean, that can be a deep dive, but that's yeah. on the Hafta format. I mean, yeah. I don't think we can have an army guy on Hafta, then we'll say we should have a party sure. spokesman. That's Hafta. why I said, yeah, it's a in separate the, discussion. In the deep dive thing, yeah. yeah. Okay, now let's get to Madhu. Um, um, also, guys, remember, when the public pays, the public is served, click on I pay to keep news free. And please take part in Janaganman. On the 15th of August, we'll be unveiling this large symphony of Indians around the world singing the national anthem, wear saffron, green or white, sing the national anthem, click on the Janaganman link, uh, it'll give you the tempo that you have to sing in, and send it to us via WhatsApp or email, and just watch what we do with it, and we'll unveil it on Independence Day. And Anand has sang it to tune. Anand has already <laughs> done that. We'll yes. be uploading that. Okay. That's vastly exaggerated, but I thank you for the compliment. Now, Madhu, uh, I don't know whether you saw last night uh, Barkha's interview with Bhupen Chaube and the Arnab versus Barkha thing that have you been following it? Um, okay, you didn't see that, but your views on it, you know, because I remember when we started News Laundry, I remember sitting with you even before we started it, that there is no platform where media people can critique each other. 
and we wanted to start a critique where you know we can say your so and so is good so and so is bad without hating each other and i think we've kind of you know other than me being blocked by sagrika and <laughs> uh, some other people but most people have taken it in their stride i think so but i i but wanted to ask you what was your opinion of um, barkha's interview with uh, with bupin i thought barkha's interview with bupin was extremely um, smart i thought bupin's show was terrible i don't know what he was doing he was agreeing with everybody he agreed with barkha he agreed with swapandas gupta he agreed with and none of them were saying the same thing but he would start you know i completely agree with you a hey, dude just cuz you're conducting a discussion you don't have to agree you don't be pressured to agree say i disagree but we can still so talk so what was barkha barkha's position barkha's position was that this is not barkha versus arnab this is a kind of journalism that i'm calling out i think it is reductionist which is a word she uses very often i think it is binary which is a word she uses very often again and she basically said that don't make it she also me- uses fine fault lines fault lines yeah she says don't make Narrative. it media versus media it is basically that you cannot call everybody anti national and i saw arnab's rant and i was blown away i thought his lowest point was when he had called for a ban on the on ndtv when they were doing india's daughter lazli edwin's film i thought that's the lowest he could sink and now he was on his way up and when i saw that rant because i was traveling and then i saw it online i saw the whole show uh, yeah I, i was blown away i i think the guy has completely lost his marbles i don't even know what the fuck he's doing man it it was i was aghast but yeah i was way. actually taken aback with the uh, ferociousness of um it felt that program felt like uh, an official lynch mob it was um that was what which was disheartening not, which arnabs or arnabs 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 was like a, now it's always good to check no, and then yeah. sniggering next to me no I, the thing is that you know when people when whenever we or i criticize arnab or give a reaction to a particular but people start with this you hate arnab now let's put that aside because i do not hate arnab i like arnab i i think he's a sh- showman he's a journalist many times in his frankly speaking he's a great journalist and frankly speaking in his interviews and sometimes in his shows too but this one was really uh very disheartening because it was basically that there is no other voice allowed and if you have another voice it's sort of cancelling out any form of dissent and i think reducing i think one of the things that is happening in our country which is um you know like every decade or every 5 years or every political party creates a certain mahal when you start from jawaharlal nehru and onwards and even the presidents like rajendra prasad radhakrishnan all of them they created when zakir hussain when they'd go out to give speeches uh those were speeches that we heard we listened to because they were important speeches and they created a mahal in the country as a child listening to nehru speeches and indira gandhi created her own mahal so subsequently everybody uh, every prime minister has created a mahal and this mahal that narendra modi has created um arnab is, is an offspring of that mahal yes i think that this this sort of um Uh, very much like what uh, donald trump is doing in i was about to say the same thing thing where he's instead of uh, bringing a country together that look we've all got pro- we've got problems 
let's see how to fix it and asking the youth to contribute and in what ways, which sounds very pious, but I think it's very normal because that's what Kennedy did by creating the Peace Corps and things like other countries, China created barefoot doctors. Those are the kind of things that I would want and I would expect Modi to do because those are his goals. Those are the, He's talked about uh, toilets. Or about but that's not what happens each yeah, time he but talks. You see, yeah, but you see, that's what I'm saying, that without with the undercurrent that has been created, uh, the as you said, the dog whistle hmm. is heard more than his actual words. But and that dog whistle is creating, I think, it has created an official form of, uh, it's become establishment to uh, create alienation and anger and rage. And that anger and rage, I'm all for anger. And I think anger has to be translated into action and then it's good anger. Mm. If it's just rage that ends at more ranting and ranting and ranting and everybody's feeding into the ranting and it's become like a ranting nation. So what? Yeah. It's boring. Uh, and, and just, anyway, uh, uh, Dipanjana, what, you, did you see the show, the, uh, Bhupen's or? I did not see Bhupen's show, but I did, uh, I did hear Arnab's rant and I read Barkha's uh, Facebook post against it. Um, it it was um so uh, there's been a certain amount of discussion that i've had with a couple of friends we were also uh, chatting about it before we started recording for a bit um about whether or not he actually uh, he being arnab actually called for a gag i don't think he did um so we were arguing about this because anand and uh, madhu were saying that he didn't actually call for a ban I think he did. I think he did. He, I, mean, I don't think so. No, he, didn't he didn't use say, I the gag, word but if gag, you take the whole but show, if you take you, what are he you just said. talking about his opening rant or are you talking about the whole no, show? No, I'm saying that he never in so many words said that journalists should be sure. gagged. No, but I'm talking about, are you talking about the whole show in his opening rant? In the whole show, I think it was pretty clear he was asking for a clampdown on journalists from the Indian Minister, from the government. But if you're talking, has he ever asked for a gag? No, but did he use the word journalist? Did he use the word journalist? I watched the whole show. He said, he talked about pro-park doves. Yeah, yeah. I understand. And he says, and among them, some journalists. The thing is how he would kind of do these addendums. So yes, he didn't say, I think journalists should be gagged. No, he didn't, he say, didn't that. say it in as many but words. But if that you're, was if the you're saying, should I quote or unquote? No, but if you are saying, as an average rational person, watch that show and you ask them, do you think in that show Arnab asked for journalists to be gagged? I would think most would say, yeah. No, but I he know. didn't, can, say, can he didn't even here? use the yeah. word gag. He said, go after them. I, prosecute, uh, prosecute them. them right? Do all this. Or teach so, them a lesson. He used yeah, stuff like that. Teach them a lesson. Uh, all these kind of things were said. But I, I think, technically, I think he was going after more after these NGOs who were supporting uh, uh, Buranwani, oh, no. signed petitions. I think he was going after Barkha because just a few days before, he, with, he never names her. And I don't know why there's this... I shan't name her, but Hafiz Saeed is praising people and, you know, people who are the Latians and they are being praised by Hafiz. Who did Hafiz Saeed praise? He praised Barkha, na? So Barkha ka naam bol le, yaar, teri jeeb ni nigar jayegi. Kya, what is, itni sankoch kya hai, Barkha ka naam bolne mein dar lagta hai. I, I think it is, it is one of those things. I, think I did not have sex I with that woman. Ugly. Dude, she fucking sucked your cock, okay? Fine, you didn't have sex with her, but you've been lying all this time. I think it's ugly. Oh, for, yeah, for, that was for, a for unfortunate parallel, I'm sorry, for journalists to do this to other journalists, all right? I think it's, uh, you know, it's a political fight. It's not. It's a, it's yeah, a yeah, TRP completely. fight, a political fight. And I, I, th I think the journalists can disagree with each other. But we're not politicians. We're not, we're not working for votes. 
we're supposed to be delivering working for TRPs. That's the problem. That's why when you work for TRPs, that's what happens. We are supposed to be purveyors. We are supposed to be purveyors of news, information, opinions, but not. What is happening between the this these two? I I disagree with both of them for going after each other. Okay, I think again we're doing I the mummy syndrome. I don't I don't see why Barkha Hello, should be. Hello, so I'm doing the nanny syndrome. But huh? No, uh, no, no. Uh, let me put a couple of points. I think the story out here is not Arnab. The story is Barkha. Now let me explain. We know. I mean, I have said this. Uh, you know, for 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 a year at least for a year. That Arnab is a notanki baz. He does this. His show is an entertainment show. Okay, so, and in fact, I've I, increasingly I would actually disagree with Madhu saying that when she says Arnab is a journalist, no, Arnab is not a journalist. Let's be honest about it. He is an entertainer. Now, if you can watch his show for entertainment, that's fine. Now, you know, I'm sure you know on the banks of Brahmaputra, they'll probably making a statue of Arnab. <laughs> They're going to call it Statue of Impunity or something like that. But you know, the, why do I say stories? Why Brahmaputra? Because he's from Assam. <laughs> okay. Madhi, you don't know your Arnab. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm following Indian Express. Or as Dips would say, Goshami. Goshami, Goshami. Go, Goshami, uh. Goshami. But why is the story Barkha? I'll tell you why. Because, I, in fact, I, I did a bit of fact-checking uh, and I wasted about one and a half hours in doing so because I saw Barkha's tweet uh, and she said he's asked for gagging. Now, I watched, unfortunately, I sat through the whole damn show, one and a half hours or something, whatever, one hour, including the initial rant. Uh, you know, nowhere does he say uh, journalists should be gagged. Secondly, he talks of, he used John Dayal's, he was very clever, you know, he's, he's having riders to, you know, his statements. He's using John Dayal's shoulder to shoot off. And uh, so he, he actually almost put his words in John Dayal's mouth, which is very unsuspectingly John Dayal. I don't know why he acquiesced to that. And John Dayal said, yes, of course, if journalists have found to be collaborators or uh, under sedis seditious or something, then of course they should be prosecuted. Now, Arnab latched on to that. And then the next one hour, uh, you know, notwithstanding uh, the disruptions of his, uh, you know, tete-a-tete uh, -tete -tete with the other Mihira and, you know, the other guy and all those stuff. But basic, so he did not say, let's go after journalists. Said journalists should be prosecuted if they've been found to be indulging in sedition. But that's not all he or, said. Sorry? That's not all he said. He said in the beginning, in fact, we'll no, play the link of the quote, I, quote I'll tell you, He said, yeah. he used words like, those who are providing, see, he would link a lot of things. He would say, those who give away operational details, those who criticize the Indian army. He put both these, you know, indiscretions in the same bracket. So I'm giving Actually, away operational giving details. giving away operation details, it wasn't Barkha, in fact. It was him. 2611, no, I think. 2611, he gave now, away all the operational details. No, but in fairness to whoever, to journalists, the operation details that were given during Cargill were given away by another NDTV person who was in a chopper and he was announcing the, uh, that Tiger Hill is now going to be attacked. And when the army chief heard that it was a, he called the chopper back and the guy was put back on a plane and sent back right away. But so, no, your question, so it wasn't her. Anand saying, he put the following things in the same category, criticizing the army, sedition, giving away operational de details, and not being grateful to the army. So now let, uh, let, let me, let, 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 let you me ask me, this. you ask me, let me finish sure, what sure. I'm saying. Okay. He, he basically a string of sentences that put these in the same. And he said, now these people should be prosecuted. They should be tried. They should be stopped. He uses very vague terms. Now he didn't say, I think the media should be gagged. 
So I don't think that was a quote over there. It's like saying, uh, you know, Trump has not said I'm racist, but I think it's fair to think. No, but hang is. on. So you added four sentences. One hmm. is that criticizing the army. Yeah. Now, obviously, he has to be the fool of the highest order if he says criticizing the army should the journalist should be prosecuted. Okay, if he, not, if he said that. But my, he did yeah, that say is that, my, though. But that, that if is my contention that, that he's a fool, yes, okay. you're right. Not only a fool, fool, I mean, it's like, I, I can't even begin to imagine, you know, I can't even no, imagine. He, he, why he would said that, he, he said, said that right at the beginning, he said it later on in the program he, as well. If he all said, these things I mean, according to me, according to me, what, you know, my perfunctory going through this one hour of, uh, you know, diatribe was, that he uh, agreed with, initially agreed with John Dayal, who said, if journalists have indulged in, you know, all these activities that clearly have, there are laws against them, then they should be prosecuted. Now, any sensible person, you know, I might disagree with, for example, I disagree with the sedition law. For I feel that Umar Khalid and uh, Kanhaiya should not have been booked. But the fact of the matter is that we are following a 100-year-old law. Hmm. Now, and, you know, any person can legitimately say that, look, a law exists, and you can book people under it. Yeah, that is right? a given. So These if are... Arnab said that, and I don't know, personally, I don't know if giving away operational details can come under, uh, uh, you know, yeah, again, some sort of again, law. The thing is, we are not here sitting on trial that the what whole point is, said. When I think what Barkha a... said, what Barkha implied was that he's asking journalists to be gagged. And today, what her follow-up tweet is that, oh, now, t will Times now act against Rajnath Singh because he's going to Pakistan? Or is that, uh, or is he not anti-national? She has mixed a, a lot of issues. Which here. is what Arnab does on a daily basis. But the whole point is, Arnab ka bhaiya, samjho Arnab ko ya. Main ek saal se keh raho. Matlab, Arnab pe, Arnab pe, gusse hone ka point nahi hai. Kisi pe gusse hone ka point nahi hai. Gusse ka to point nahi hai. Isliye shant sabhav se sab cheez hone chahiye. It's like molecules have global energy minimum. Arnab ka global energy minimum hi hai. So I have a huge problem with saying that Arnab is not a journalist. Because that's lovely for us in our little bubble to say, hi and mighty, we know what journalism is, etc., etc. However, he runs a channel that is known as a news channel. And to the average person who is watching TV, these distinctions that we are making are purely up in the air. But Dips, that's he a given. A Would you say Deepak Chaurasia or Rajat Sharma is a journalist? Most people do. They, they do, do, though. They, do. They, do. So okay. I so they do. So let me qualify I, I, my statement I by saying according I to me. I consider Arnab a journalist because th there's a lot of work he does other than what he does on that show. All right? For, for example, all of his interviews that he's done, barring the last one, all of them have been really solid journalism. I think, and also what Dipanjana is saying, um, if I can just add to it, because Barkha and Arnab both have been my colleagues, so I've <laughs> hallowed. Talk about <laughs> rock in a hard place here. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, this goes back many years, so and I'll spare you all the details of what is to happen in the newsroom then. But they used but, to be good friends, right? No. Yeah. Very good friends. <laughs> Bum chums, as my Let him answer used to call it. <laughs> you know, they were they, they were they were always uh, they were always professionally uh, not uh, yeah. great friends. Let's stick to the professional part. Absolutely. And uh, but um, you know what is interesting is that Barkha may say whatever she feels like now, hmm. and everyone else, all of us may say, but everyone's following Arnab for years now. That is the problem. The journalism that we hate, that is the journalism we follow. And that is where we've no, come to. That CRPs. part is not journalism. That is, it's a talk show. But people don't think so. That. I think what but their point is, talk, and I think that is one journalism thing, for I think, people. I think one thing we have to be alert to is that the same viewers of Trump, he's such a joker, he's a joke, he's a joke. Well, today the joke in the latest poll conducted, I think by LA Times or someone, 
he's ahead of hillary 1% he's, he's not a joke okay so i think we can keep saying arnab is a joke and i think he's a joke but because he's a joke to me doesn't mean he's a joke i don't think world. he's a joke i think he's got a genre which he's created it's under his control it's his a new kind of genre for india and i think it's fine that's his he owns it and he does it the best people have tried to imitate him they can't do it and that's fine and you know, uh, madhu whenever we talk of arnab whenever we talk of barkha somehow instinctively in front of me an image appears of abhinandan's tweet that had that image of the uh, the number of viewers that follow english, <laughs> english i just can't help it so yeah, when we yeah, talk go on and on about english but listening news point 0.01% yeah, of the news anyway, I, the perception i just like the to perception quick perception of journalism <coughs> that is okay that's, that's it's also a noisy 0.01% okay uh, we're we're going to be discussing the us election in hafta extra um so it's not going to be in the main uh, hafta sequence let me just quickly get to aap versus bjp so uh, arvin said that he could get him killed or get others killed and that has of course led to a lot but before i come to that the election commission observed that smriti irani uh has given two affidavits about her you know degrees they're different uh, how many here think she's going to be arrested <laughs> just just asking you think smriti will be arrested anyone no yeah i don't know no uh, how many of you think she's going to be questioned about this her degrees this is from an app questioner obviously uh, 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 how, how many how many, many people how many think she's going to be questioned by the police regarding her degrees this is an app question anyone I don't this think there's going to be any question raised on any oh, really? of this. I, I don't know because the election commission asked so so how is you know how yeah, and and oh and a woman alleged that an AAP MLA threatened to drive over her he's been arrested and sent to custody uh, I have seen video footage of BJP MLAs beating up some, someone any Think anyone think no, be this is going to be the whole up <laughs> up presentation? No, let's just check it. You're in the wrong place. We don't okay. care what up thinks. I no, I'm asking a simple question. No, let's just say that the wheels of justice are grinding a little bit faster now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. and I I do remember what you said about you know that Diwar ka dialogue. पहले उसके साइन लेके आओ पहले उसके. The whole point is. Well, I think up is naive to think that this was not going to happen. So wake up, grow up, get used to politics. Honestly, I think. A no, I think then that's saying that it's okay to misuse authority. No, it's not but, okay, but you should know but, how to fight but, it. But now A, what I is happening is that you have the backfire on this. Is I think what elect- electorally how this will show up in Punjab is what's interesting. No, but you know, just a couple of points here. I think one is what is increasingly happening is that every week or every day, new people are new app MLAs are joining into this you know ever growing list. Uh, what people are also uh, and of course uh, you know there is some BJP hand in this. There's no doubt about it. but the fact is that there are 37% of our mps in lok sabha have a criminal record yeah. okay i do not know personally of very many mlas and mps who do not have any case slapped against them what is happening with this growing number of aap mlas you know being arrested or something and so a they they are all produced in court so you know it's not that the police has you know it's not like gustapo has just you know arrested them and not doing anything the court is deciding whether to give bail or not in many cases the court sends them to judicial custody b there are bona fide cases i mean i don't know i'm not this thing but for example uh, that bharti guy before that tomar then there is a land grab case so uh, you know 
to group to say that everything has been uh, you know no, encouraged by this thing is wrong and though this is what is happening you know as the uh, tumbleweed rolls and gathers more and more dust you know people are saying ki sare ke sare cases hi aise hain that's no, that's no, not I, true. i think that's not true at all i and think i think the fact is if, if somebody if there is a case if you're in public life and somebody has alleged something against you come out in the open and like you know for example uh, tomar ke sath jo chala but in which state anand yeah. has so many legislators from a ruling party been booked for cases governing which otherwise party you and i all also not going to be booked governing you know again and again so there is you know it may not be narendra modi sitting and conspiring it but definitely there is it's it's not as as My as, if it, is, as if there is no method to it in punjab election what they you know what many people thought that when kiran bedi was announced cm candidate so are amit shah ka brilliance maine kaha beta ab dekhna kya hoga or when they went after you know upa when this one alter you when the jalalpal movement before aap was formed each time someone like uh, salman khurshid or kapil sibal said these gutter snipes these is we say lovely aaj dekhna aaj aur public aayegi so no but i, I have to tell you that no, i am in this is the most irrational illogical group of people that have ever assembled who? ever who aap that's true they don't even agree with each other but i'll tell you one thing i am impressed by their newly strengthened twitter army they are getting things to trend just by i saw one guy tweeted his own tweet 11 times <laughs> so so he suddenly finds himself trending usne bar bar kar raha hai kar raha hai kar raha hai and 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 aap subsequently in the last 3 days they all aap sponsored uh, twitter armies on the uh, this badal the matija the pictures of them this Mujitia. drug lords matija that's trending everything in it is stupendous they are beginning to beat out the bjp in twitter armies meanwhile mr kejriwal is on his way to vatican for mother teresa's canonization <laughs> <laughs> yes i believe he's going to just so Why that modi doesn't kill him goa oh goa yes goa election oh man i tell you man <laughs> this is a bloody <laughs> You oh see, thank God, man. I thank, thank God, <laughs> is not the advisor of uh, Kejriwal. By he is. God. What do you say? Thank God, he is. By he God, but I said you go today like that. Why do you think he was in Goa you... yesterday? <laughs> he went to Goa yesterday to warm up the constituency. Abhinandan. Uh, sorry, Abhinandan, he was saying. Uh, nothing much. I mean, your court. Somebody was to, uh, if the raw IB was to uh, follow monitor your movements. monitor your movements, <laughs> you're definitely involved in sending Kejriwal to uh, to the Pope. Uh, uh. I hope he knows that he has to keep his arms and and everything covered. He can't go in his muffler. Huh? You have Are to be very formally dressed. Arabia, yeah? But he's got his muffler. No, it's like a very formal dress. black good luck with that then <laughs> and no chappals no chappals and no chappals listen advisor tell him no chappals or oh, even mamta banerji can't go there and he might oh, clean his feet a bit ha ha go no uh, just that you can see that there is a certain uh, lunacy to a lot of the things that we've heard up uh, members say over the years but the fact of the matter is that uh, like anand was saying the uh, the wheels of justice clearly move at a different pace third gear <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so patently obvious yeah, and course. so then of when course. all of the craziness that's said uh um, first, first gear in arresting <laughs> yeah then fifth gear 
But, and then, but you know, I'll tell you, I, I remember Madhu's book here, and I'm not plugging her book because it's an old Please book. Please plug it. Okay, yeah. all right. Plug it, yeah. <laughs> Helga's metaphor. If, if, I, if I remember the title, then I'll... No, the it's, title uh, is Prison is, Me a Lie, <laughs> yes. Tell Me a Truth. That's right. The Helga is a metaphor. And there, there was the first instance where, you know, extensively you've studied that a guy can be on the right side of the law as long as he's agreeing with everything. The moment something goes wrong, then even... Um, uh, uh, you know, a notice board that is, you know, hung at a different angle. Huh? The fellow. That's so, what happened to Shankar Sharma. Yeah. Their signboard was on the ground for while it was the office was being painted, and a case was filed against him. So the point is, if you're in public life, you better make sure that you've not done. You know, you're not going to do anything wrong. But that applies for everybody, no? That's not that can't apply just for AAP or just for BJP. It should apply equally to everyone. Well, this is something but that uh, Shori Arun Shori spoke about. Uh, during the emergency when they were being harassed by Indira Gandhi. And uh, the experience that Goenka and Shori came out with was that when you're going to do things like this, when you're going to stand up against the government or authority, you must make sure your own house is clean because they will get you on anything. And you cannot have an alibi saying that, Are, usko ho, mujhe ni, you know, usko to nahi no, but mujhe. I don't. No, but I don't think that's okay. Yeah, I think that's oversimplification because one person's allegation saying that he threatened to drive his car over me leads to an arrest. I mean, because it, these aren't laws of physics. You know, these aren't mathematical truisms. Yeah, but you produce laws in can court. Be, yeah, one second. Yeah. Yeah. Laws can be so, exactly. You can be produced in court, but you'll still be arrested, right? You can be produced in court, and the judge could or could not send you in judicial custody. For example, Minakshi Lekhi suggested on a show yesterday that. The court let that guy go, the alleged rape molester of that girl, who no one has shown any documents at what position he held an up, but that aside, that the uh, because he harassed her after he was sent out on bail. Now the court, the judge sent him out on bail. Some judge would send him a judicial custody. This one decided to send him and he harassed her again. She was suggesting that that was because of up. Now, I, you see, it's not, it's not a mathematical truism that 2 plus 2 will always equal 4. But the point is that how the police positions the case, you know, who the judges at the time. In fact, there is data to suggest that the time at which a case happens, like the ones that happen in the morning, judges are more lenient. The ones that happen in the afternoon, they're stricter. Israel really? has done it really because by then they are hungry, they are angry, the judges. They're tired. So it, they're tired. So in my interview with Pradeep Baijal, he spoke about the fact that when he asked uh, the people who would come to raid him, that on what basis are they, what is the complaint, they said they got an oral complaint. Now, an oral complaint from a random person who nobody knows, but he can walk into the, the raiding party, can walk into his house and pull everything apart. So, you know, I'm watching the same interview that of my... And that was the Congress party. I was surprised that uh, Barkha asked once, but did not follow it up. She asked that, what a, she asked Ashutosh, is it the same program that, you know, Ashutosh and Meenakshi Lekhi were going at Loggerhead? Yeah. That what are your comments on uh, the lady who died, who committed suicide, saying that Arvind Kejriwal told me, compromise karle. Hmm. And till now, nobody has asked Kejriwal, did you say this or did you not? And Ashutosh refused to answer that question for 40 minutes. So, uh, you know, the whole what point is... What did he is, do? Burst into tears. <laughs> I mean, he went on and Minakshi also did not, uh, yeah, you know, think, kind of force that question. But, but I think it's a legitimate line of inquiry. If you go to a chief minister and, uh, you know, you, you tell your uh, whatever the story, and the chief minister says compromise, says, allegedly says compromise. No, but you know, the story of compromise came out before the suicide. Yeah, so I mean... It was I, reported I before. Yeah, I remember this was I reported I think it came earlier. out after... No, uh, no, it was reported video before, before that she had complained that I've been asked by Kejriwal to compromise. She said that. 
before. Now it is being brought up again. I think they had a, a, a rally that they went to the president. Yeah, so it's, it's not it a new moment. thing that <laughs> it was Trump brought up after she committed suicide. She had complained about it okay, before. Okay, quickly. Before so Kejriwal should have answered it then. That Be- whether he did ask her to compromise or not. Before we go into News Laundry, uh, Hafta Extra, uh, where we will discuss the US election uh, and the run-up to it, just the last quick thing that I would like to discuss is Salman Khan walks free in the Black Buck case. <coughs> And they have found How the guy. How come he walks free out of everything? Now, now here's the thing. Uh, he's just being I mean, human. He's <laughs> just being human. And and uh, NDTV had the driver who said that I have given my testimony that I saw the guy shoot at the Chinkara or the Black Buck or whoever it is. Now, <clears throat> you know, uh, this whole thing of should one comment on what the judiciary does or doesn't do? I don't know. I mean, a, it's people need to understand the judiciary alone doesn't decide a case. The prosecution decides the case. What you present is what the judges judge on. So there can be lapses at so many levels. There are. No, but Rabinand, you are allowed to comment on a, on a judgment in a case. You're not allowed to talk about it and influence it while it's no, being no. Uh, the, in the process. Con- the contempt of court rule is that you can't attribute motive to the judge. Otherwise, you can to the judge. The you judge. can question the judgment. You, can you question cannot judge, question no, the well, judge. I'm, I'm not talking about legally. I'm talking about generally when they say. The court has been, uh, you know, the, the, the court has been completely objective, so to speak, although objectivity is not possible in the real world, I think. But it has been fair. It has only been fair based on what the prosecution presented. Yeah. So justice is not done just because something went to court. I mean, I would just like to put that out there. I mean, uh, Kishle, uh, yeah, what was your reaction when you saw no, this? No, I think that's true. What you're saying is, it's, I think, very, very important to say that, you know, that the, the judge is really, uh, is going to, um, judge on whatever is presented before him. So in most cases, the charge sheet is not even properly framed. And that is why, you know, many of the criminal cases. But also, I think as journalists, I think we haven't yet been able to do a very good uh, investigative case on how judgments are influenced, of how judges are bribed. Uh, you know, we, I don't think so. We've really I don't been think anyone has the guts to do that. There was we this one case of a, a, a suitcase of money in Chandigarh. Some judge, you know, it was no, found. No, but this happened in... Uh, but but in, people are very scared, I think. BMW you know. case where they sh- uh, NDTV caught on camera. Yeah. Uh, R.K. Anand. Anand influencing the lawyer. R.K. Anand. Tri- yeah, uh, but he wasn't bribing a judge. But he was influencing a, a, witness. a witness. No, I think what he's saying is the judgment. There, uh, there was this one case where a, a suitcase was left. It's in extremely Chandigarh. difficult to catch that because um, uh, those judges. I'm not saying every judge. Those judges who are open to uh, this kind, this kind of bribery, have many intermediaries and and many people going in in between many layers, Same many, thing many layers. Yeah. so it's not a simple thing to just do one sting but operation because and catch a judge doing it because they are far well we, we can also far better them, organized them, I mean, we haven't touched that area i mean you know You're right. we talk about the police corruption we talk about police reforms we talk about the army doing human right abuse but you I mean, know, the kind I'll of tell abuse and thing. corruption that if happens in judiciary good, if there was good legal reporting which are somehow we have not no. been uh, the yeah. kind of legal reporting that happens in this country is really weak because they just take the 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 handout that comes the judgment and there's this Printed Absolutely. and whether you understand it or not is printed as is. Absolutely. If anyone was to do actual legal reporting, and it has happened, I know in many cases where a lawyer will stand up and say, "How are you giving this judgment? I think the judge has been compromised." That has been said in courts. Has anyone has reported? It? Yes. Wow. Has it ever been? And uh, was that court not? Was that lawyer not uh, uh, hauled up for contempt? No. Okay. 
Well, he must have been a very as can, can I just make one small point? I think Abhinandan made a very important point on that the judge can only deliver quote-unquote justice based on the evidence that is presented before him. In other countries, it is a little bit more difficult also because you, you are uh, delivering justice based on what 12 people who are not experts in interpreting it many times. Uh, mm. That's a jury system, jury but you system. have to live with it. Now, the point in our country is, uh, you know, the evidence that is produced before the judge, I mean, as a scientist, I'm just appalled if you go to any criminal, the crime scene, the kind of mela that's going on there. I mean, let alone, that's what you know, happened to suits. The talwars. Hmm. the talwars are in jail today. No gloves, for all nothing, these reasons. No chalra hai apna, that the know. whole case got, got messed up because of the way it was handled. And the film is very accurate. And I, I, do, I do blame the media partly for those two being in jail. Uh, Deepanjana, you were saying? Um, in as uh, so far as the legal system being shown is concerned, I'd just like to recommend everyone watch uh, the film Court if they haven't seen it. Such a great depiction of how a court case becomes a performance of sorts. Court. Court. The Marathi film. It's a Marathi film Brilliant. by a young man called Chaitanya Tamhane, uh, which won in Venice and many places actually. Um, it's a fabulous film. Um, I think bang on about, you know, not having investigated how judicial processes are influenced. But like Madhu said, it is difficult. There's also the kind of influencing that happens from public opinion, which is impossible to quantify. It's not always about the, uh, the Talwar case, the public opinion about the suitcase that's dropped somewhere. From the CBI and it was totally swerving and pushed it to a direction. Completely. Do you feel Jessica Lal case, there was public opinion that swayed the justice uh, yes, the decision? I, so I was just going to yes, say that it's way. not... But see, this but is the thing. <laughs> and you never know which, yeah. You never know when it's good or bad. The good or bad really depends on which side you're backing, yeah. right? So, yeah. well, as in the Jessica Lal case, it was clearly an influ it was influenced by public opinion. And I think that was a good thing because it got the uh, guilty party in jail. But in the Talwar case, yes, it, it's got two people who I believe are innocent. But Madhu, when you say that was a good thing, that's based on your subjective thing. It's like, you know, saying, Arnab, it's good, he's shouting. Exactly. He wants so everything is subjective. Let's not pretend. Yeah. There is nothing that is objective. The fact that I'm a little cold and he's saying it's a little hot, that's subjective. Yeah, precisely. Everything is subjective. Tell me what is not subjective. If you Math. say that everything is objective. Math. The crystal structure of DNA. No, that could also be subjective. That could all, no, everything no, is debatable. If you, no, no, if you go into the black hole, if you go into... In fact, that's why math is only pure science. And I'm sorry, even math, for you it's two, for me it's not. No, now you're pushing it. Math is not subjective. It sounds like my math. You know what? She dropped math in school and you know why. No, there is something called mathematical illusion. I mean, there is a... Well, there is the Godel's incompleteness theorem. Okay, I must read up about that. Okay. I have absolutely no idea what the hell either of you are talking about. But, um, so we shall learn. But did we, did we sound intelligent? <laughs> That's See, this is, this is where subjectivity kicks in. Because I have no idea what you just said. You both sounded extremely smart. I'm sure someone who has the basic idea of maths is like, what rubbish they're talking. Anyway, no, look, we do have incredibly influenced judicial systems, right? Um, but that is, in some senses, inevitable. It's not just in terms of, um, I mean, for instance, with this uh, Salman Khan case, I'm amazed that nobody wants to talk about or even mention how weird it is that this witness has suddenly resurfaced yeah. now. 
the court doesn't want to raise this point the media doesn't want to raise this point this is not even questioning the courts no, the media has raised this point it's he's appeared in a lot of um, you know it's news ridiculous but, yeah, but, but it's after the judgment so yeah it's, yeah, it's but, pointless yeah. now so um, I will just do my closing comments. Meanwhile, you guys can just think about what you'd like to recommend. The three things that I want to recommend this week are, one, Anand's superlative interview with Devendra Sharma. Thank you. Uh, do please watch it. The link is below. Uh, Anand, that was a fantastic interview. And I think that was that is how interviews should be conducted. Uh, I hope others in the media are listening. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to suggest uh, on NPR's Planet Money, the Price of Crime, which is a podcast about uh, these two black men, in fact, many black men who were, um, you know, uh, tortured by the Chicago police and they sued the police and one got $6 million, one got $100,000. And again, I want to plug Anand's piece on Ambedkar, or not on Ambedkar, on basically caste discrimination, that how we're all, you know, a part of it, in which he suggested that this can only be fixed if this is taught in high school, how discrimination happens. And in that podcast, actually, not only were these guys given compensation by the city of Chicago for what the police did to these two guys, uh, which involved giving them electric shocks with a cattle prod on their testicles, but their case is taught in high school so that it can be taught that, yes, racism does exist in cities. And when it's taught at high school is how you can fight it. And Anand had suggested that in his piece. I think that's fantastic. And the third really good piece of media I consumed was Panorama on BBC. It was this journalist, BBC journalist, who goes around in America and how, since the Trump phenomena happened, racism is okay. And it's it's okay f to, to say things that were unacceptable acceptable earlier on how Friday nights, you know, drunk white boys go to black neighborhoods to see if they can beat up someone. Uh, and I think that just showed how Mahal gets created and how Trump has managed to do that with the dog whistles he's been putting. I think these three are fantastic. And I think Obama's speech, we'll come to that, was fucking mind-blowing. Um, anyone else has any yeah, suggestions? Sorry, which Obama? Because I, I was... I think, uh, you know, uh, not just not just the particular um, network or the publication, but the stories, one of the stories that we had not really talked about, written about, is the, uh, the Hazara massacre in Kabul. I mean, my problem is that... Uh, all our uh, perceptions and all our opinions and angst is according to the Western eyes. Uh, even when we report South Asia, South Asian reporting is done entirely through Western eyes and it's done only from disaster and crisis point of view. We don't have a, our point of view. And that is why the way uh, we've reported and read and uh, commented on Nice and Munich and Istanbul and Orlando, closer home, 80 people were killed, 230 were injured of an ethnic minority uh, tribe, the Hazaras, and there hasn't been a full-page coverage. There was a small, even Indian Express the following day had actually just a front-page small little column, strip of column. It wasn't. So I think the Hazaras should be really read. Uh, Sharmila read in depth. Uh, we have a we have an article on News Laundry in which um, on the from the ground uh, from right. the ground. So th I yeah. would recommend that. And I think on your uh, behalf. <laughs> and I think you know uh, Kandil Baloch. I think another story that we uh, that has been written about, but I think you know not enough. Not enough, or you know, I would recommend people to really you know f f find out a little more about her and uh, you know see how she completely transformed her life. And also, again, to use the word narrative within quotes. I mean, I kind of. Hmm. have a little dislike about the word, but we've kind of, since you mentioned it once, about narrative and someone using it. Hmm. And so, the, you know, the na in, of sexuality in Pakistan. I think these three, sto these three 
stories or and just to plug my own podcast we spoke about kandil baloch rajeshree sen and i on our on the awful, awful and, and the awesome podcast awesome entertainment wrap <laughs> in our episode 2 and episode 3 talks about no sex objects actually come to think of it but anyway you should you should hear that that's going to be my own recommendation my okay. own work please Absolutely. listen <laughs> any other recommendation yes. i have an essay from um Aeon magazine about how euphemisms change over time and they need to and i i just loved the headline of it this is the kind of headline that i think we should all aspire to write euphemisms are like underwear best changed frequently how can you <laughs> not want to read an essay that begins with this so yes nice. i would recommend Anand? that uh two pieces i think one uh, rahul pandita's piece on uh, in first post on uh, what people have to decide what kind of azadi do we want do we want burhan wani wali azadi or the other azadi i think that was a good piece um in the wake of basharat peer's piece which i absolutely found you know so many written with so many errors uh, you know opinions the other was uh, as kishle just mentioned about uh, uh, you know the <coughs> the events that are happening the acts of terrorism uh, i think robert fisk fisk's piece in guardian was a very nice piece about why acts of terrorism in the west we immediately call them acts of terrorism and terrorists but if they happen anywhere apart from west we like call them gunmen or you know kind mm. of you know that so i think we that was a about that yeah mother your recommendations for the week um there was a piece i was reading uh in the atlantic uh it's about uh how important um ethics and morality whether it can can be and should be taught in schools or not and uh, the teaching includes bringing up moral questions to teenagers that if you see two people who've committed two friends of yours who you get to get to know that have committed a felony do you report them or not do you snitch or not and dealing with those kind of moral questions which all of us deal with every day in fact through our adult lives and so do children and i think that i think is an important issue that, that is we should be brought to india it's a fantastic concept because you know i've I've never thought about this the way you put it Madhu that until you know the children go to or kids go to college uh, do we tell them about psychology or you know all mm. these issues No but you see as a parent as a parent you may do it like these issues will come up all the time um for example when kids are beaten in school which is it happened to my one of my daughters in in modern school and she didn't tell me about it because Uh, for whatever reason she said oh she ma will go and yell at the teacher or whatever so the question is so many issues should per- kids should know their rights that can somebody hit them can are they is it right for them to object also moral issues on and i i think that if this issue was brought up in schools at an early age i think the kind of photographs that we see of cheating going on in in bihar and up i think perhaps that might be a little okay. less okay so those are the suggestions for the week uh, on the other side of this podcast we will be doing uh, news laundry hafta extra uh, where we will be discussing the us election thank you so much for joining us i'm going to remind you all to pay to keep news free when the public pays the public is served when corporations pay corporations are served um and also uh, our janganwan project janganwan please take part send us your national anthem and we shall create yeah, come on uh, don't you uh, want to see yourself singing janagana mana and the Indians. whole world will see you yeah, exactly. do it and you're, and you're always you, you know everyone's criticizing out. ye wo ab kuch to karo and um do let us know what your thoughts are on our new podcast which we're starting on a deep dive into subjects what are the subjects you'd like us to do a deep dive on so we can have a more 
informed discussion on it. Uh, we'll be starting that hopefully in two or three weeks. And it'll probably be only open to subscribers. So that's an incentive for you to subscribe. And if I can add, I mean, uh, so, you know, suggest some guests as well. Yeah, suggest some guests. You know, if you want an area that to be really spoken about, tell us which guest it should be. We want to stay away from politicians. We'd only go with researchers, historians, scientists, because then you just have a more, I, I think, a fair, a non-partisan, uh, you know, agenda. So that's that. We will leave you with a song because two stars... Well, one and a half stars at least were in the news this week. One was Salman Khan and the other was Mamta Kulkarni, for those of you who remember. Hi, she, what she, nostalgia. She's been, she's been charged with some drug smuggling. But I think she's in shit, but Salman has gotten away. And I'll never forget the uh, film that they did together called Karan Arjun, the only film that they start together. And I want to dedicate this song uh, on behalf of India. Uh, to Mamta Kulkarni and Salman Khan, <laughs> which Abhinandan had to watch with a black. <laughs> watch in <laughs> black. Yeah, I mean, he loved the movie so much. <laughs> and, 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 and it is, you know, because both of them have been accused of one for killing and the other for smuggling. So it, it, it's, its lyrics go Mujko Ranaji maaf karna, galti mahade se ho gai, gupchup, 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 gupchup. <laughs> On that note, please keep tuning into Hafta. Enjoy our classy music and our even classier discussions. On the other side, we'll discuss your selection. Thank you for joining us. This is New Lonely Hafta signing off. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.